Hello and welcome to Podcast News Praxis. I am David and I am joined this week by Rob. Hello. Alistair. Good evening. Jamie. You alright? And James. Hello. And this How week we we're talking about Justified, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But we, but we will. will. When yeah, I finish have... watching all six seasons of it. Uh, no, surely we could do it season by season. If ever there was a show that, that justified huh, huh, hey, having yeah. multiple Get installments. Get a load of this guy. <laughs> we, will, we, we will probably we... talk about it, but we'll wait for a cultural committee episode on it. Um, listener, listener, your homework is to watch Justified. All of it. Yes, all of it. Yeah. yeah. You must. Because I think from next episode, we're going to work in like Justified-specific jokes into future podcasts, and if you you won't be able to get them. You won't be able to laugh along. And then, you know, are you really sitting at the cool kids' pod table anymore? Uh, true. If you would like this parasocial relationship to continue on <laughs> the correct parameters, like... So what, we're basically saying, what up, simps? We expect you to consume all our favourite media. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You hear that? You all Very like much. cowboys now. All of you. Oh, well, let's, let's put that to one side for the moment, um, and maybe we'll just do a regular news episode well i say regular rob has rob has prepared something special for us and treats. i don't know I what have, it is I have brought treats i have no no, no I, I can't stress have you brought us an <laughs> apology for not understanding how submarines and radar work <laughs> did i miss something oh, here fuck. did you not see the uh like fucking navy shagger on twitter calling what out for not understanding helicopters this morning no. Yeah, we had a. There was some kind of um, a fan you know right. Like yeah, fan. A fan right. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was like a mill simp. You know, people who get really turned on by numbers and military hardware. People who get really pissed crossed. off at you when you say that the AR and AR fifteen stands for assault rifle. Like, so was it? It's, um, it was the, it was, was the, Tom Clancy, but he's not it in a book. God damn it! I was literally about to crack the joke. Was it at Clancy <laughs> Tom? But no, no, you had to. <laughs> Right, so anyway, oh, Big yeah. Tom Clancy's been in touch, <laughs> and he's he's not happy. Mm. No. Oh well, never mind. No, Rob is Rob has prepared something for us, and like normally when we do an episode, Rob runs it all by me first. He hasn't done that with this one. I have not. So there's exactly one person to blame tonight. There yeah. is, yes, yes, and it's David. No, it's not. It's really not. <laughs> Whatever it is. Well, it is your fault, fault if um, giving Rob free reign results in us all losing our minds. Yeah. Well, I mean, would you say that I've ever done such a thing for, you know, comedy purposes? Or Regularly. That kind of... Yeah. Any <laughs> opportunity actually... you get. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's, uh, it's my... I mean, I think I've said before on the podcast that I've only ever considered getting one tattoo, and it's to say misery loves company. Uh, I think that's just podcasting in general, isn't it? Yeah, it's part of the parasocial relationship. That and watching Justified. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Yeah, it's the, only thing, right. it's the only thing we've got to look forward to is episodes of Justified. Everything else is extremely depressing. Yes, a TV show finished how many years ago? Exactly. <laughs> Are they, they're bringing it back. It's not the point. What? what? They're, doing, they're doing a spin-off set in Detroit, apparently. I have already oh. established this is not the episode where we talk about Justified. <laughs> Shall we put it to a vote? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's whoever draws first. That's. 
Oh, fuck off. Right, news, <laughs> news, news, Listener, news. This, Rob, this is Rob, have to Rob do the news. Do the news, Rob, do the news. <laughs> I don't know. It's just seemed there's a generalized clusterfuck that all of a sudden our national media has discovered that uh, the Tory government is entirely corrupt top to bottom, but we're not calling it corruption. We're calling it sleaze and dodgy deals and all this shit and it's just i mean i frankly don't expect anything to happen i think boris will just be there but it has been an interesting week certainly for for the tories from the the thing about no more fucking lockdowns let the bodies pile high in the thousands to you know the bullshit about his apartment refurb by apparently by donors it's it's been an Um interesting week I'm really enjoying all the like credulous buffoons. I'm like, wow, the Daily Mail broke all this news. That's some really like groundbreaking journalism. It's like, no, mate, like they just want to get their fucking guy in. Like, it's really, yeah. really straightforward. Like, is, it, <coughs> is it Michael Gove time again already? It, it, it is yeah. Gove yeah. o'clock. Yes. Is it Gove though? Nah, it's not Gove. It's not Gove. Who is it's it? It's not. It's Patel. You think so? Yeah. Oh my god. Awesome. Right. Here's here's yeah. my reading on the calculus for this. Right. All right go so. On. It's not Gove because no one likes him. <laughs> like, well, just... Rupert Murdoch likes him. Not even his wife likes him. Not even... Even Rupert Murdoch doesn't fucking like him. There's no way. Yeah, but his mum says he's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think his mum says he's cool. If ever no, there was I, a I guy whose mother didn't say he was cool, and that explained everything about their personality, it would be Michael Gove. Mm. Well, it won't be him because he's shit and unliked. Now, the only other person who's had any sort of work done on them in any way up to this point has been Sunak. And that work was to raise him up and then fucking tear him right back down again. There's also the green cell stuff, for whatever it's worth. Uh, isn't, a good, isn't a good look. I mean... For... Of, all, <clears throat> of all the Tory MPs, ministers specifically, who stands the, to gain the most from the removal of Rishi Sunak? When you take into account that they will be quite happy to play tokenism. Oh, I know the answer to this one. It's, uh, it's, it's what's his face? It's a uh, war crimes boy, Johnny Mercer. Oh, but he's, uh, no, he's, 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 he's took a step, principled he? stand. Yeah. Right? He's, he's fucked. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do you think maybe, maybe that's a bit like, do you think this nah. is a part of the kayfabe? Nah. No, because he's he's actually got like actual military service behind him and stuff, so he's gonna have some type of take on this that's gonna be unlikely to be that cynical. I don't think. Like as much as he's a Tory, <laughs> if he's ex forces, it's gonna be uh, that's it's, probably it's gonna not, be the overriding factor. Mercer. I just wanted to bring up Mercer because he's a fucking prick. I just want to. Mm. I just want to bring up quickly, sorry, the the, the fucking Labour, like, just saying but there was a principled stand uh, to, like... Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, absolutely fucking hilarious. <laughs> just, I mean, that's, was, that's all I've got to add. It is, it is, to some degree, a principled stand, but only in the way that his principles <laughs> are, fucking are not terrible. exactly in line with the Tory party. Yeah, <laughs> oh, just, they're not, but they're not perfectly in line with the Tory party, and that's why it was actually, like... They can be principles, but they can also be shit. Like let's not <laughs> let's not kind of say that that's not the case, but um, no, the, the person who it's going to be is going to be Patel, because she's the only one who will absolutely go hard in on the culture war stuff. Sunak wouldn't do that. They'd like to court the idea of being the progressive party at the same time as going against the culture war stuff because that's a really useful bit. 
So why not have someone who isn't white? Why not have someone who isn't a man go on and take the top spot for the continuation yeah, of the exact hard, same policy platform Brexiteer, anyway? It, yeah, a hard Brexit like you can push the migrant shit even harder than you've already yeah. been. I mean, you know. If you look at this about... from an entirely cynical point of view, which any Tory would, okay, she's basically the perfect candidate. And let's be honest, if um, the Tories did put, you know, um, a woman of colour in, in as Prime Minister, fucking Liberals would be falling over themselves to say how far we've come, you know? Yeah, oh, but they've been... Have you seen? They've already been falling all over themselves because apparently Dominic Cummings put out a new blog where he put some of this shit out about the refurbishment of the apartment and all this stuff. So, like, they're already... Um, what's her face? Emma Kennedy is already, like, bigging him up as the new hashtag resistance hero. It's already fucking happening. Excellent. Got, got to love the drama of the court politics as the courtiers all circle around the throne, don't you? It's lovely. It's yeah. absolutely fantastic. Yeah. It's really, it's yeah. so, it's so. I mean, I'm just saying that the quality of the court drama has drastically declined ever since you know uh, April last year for for whatever reason. I find it very hard to give a shit about any of the any of this like shuffling of chairs, right? The last time any of this was actually good or genuinely even remotely entertaining was Theresa May's government because it was such a fucking cluster that they could barely contain themselves to try and make it look. Yeah, everyone wanted to see when the fucking House of Cards is going to fall down, didn't they? Yeah, no, it's just a kind of like shitty inevitability that's going to have nothing but worse consequences as bring back the death penalty Patel gets fucking <laughs> coronated by a series of shit people. I'm, I'm very confused. So hang on, are we doing Justified a House of Cards this week? <laughs> no. <laughs> to me, like, so that part of the real problem is, and, and Alistair, you're right, it's just like, yeah, it's it's just musical chairs and court gossip and it's kind of shite, but that's because, like, there's real, actual, like, systemic things that in, you know, quasi-normal times should cause governments to fall and, like, parliamentary inquiries to be held because, you know, like, the, the, the green seal shit alone, um, the fucking mess with the PPE where fucking Matt Hancock allegedly paid himself but through having his sister and his wife have PPE corporations, the bullshit with the Super League that, he, that Boris may or may not have actually said thought was a good idea. Like, there's real access to systemic shit. And because of the fucking shithouse media this country has, all we hear about it and how it is the frame is is just puppets and, and gossip and, you know, who is the Labour mole or chatty ratty, you know. It's just... It gets incredibly dumbed down to this fucking Westminster village gossip level. It's infuriating. The only thing that you can really take away from this is that none of this matters. It's all going to be decided who runs the Tory party by interested parties that are outside the Tory party. Who gives a fuck? The only thing we know is everything's going to get worse. There's no way that electoralism is going to actually fix it. So... Fill in the blank. <laughs> With justify. Wow. <laughs> I ask again, what is to be done? Yeah. No, oh. I mean, well, if you're uh, if you're Keithy Storms, then uh, what you do is uh, you you call for a written statement by the prime minister because that is you know. How many inquiries? To... How many inquiries have they called for now? It's like thirteen or something. Yeah, but that, that's not incorrect because each of the matters raised like should have inquiries after them. Like again, in in what approaches a normal political system, 
each and every one of these matters like should have a, a full parliamentary inquiry or like at the scale of Leveson after it. Yeah, you're right, like Grenfell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I did actually, I, I joked on Twitter the other day because I seen that um, that video that Labour put out and they had all like, the really fucking like, Z-list celebrity endorsements and for some reason Dua Lipa of Greater Albania fame um, endorsing <laughs> the Labour Party. And I said that it was a thick of it, any percent speed run. And we are now getting to the point where we're calling for inquiries on every single fucking thing that will inevitably consume that party as well. So, yeah. Right, I am moving us on. Rob, what's the next topic? Yeah, it's uh, a brief bit of follow-up from uh, from our episode with, with Nate from a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. We're really leaving Afghanistan. Goodbye and thanks for all the fish. Joe Biden, as part of being the great whatever hopeful of of morons, has white, announced that white hope. He's he's the great white hope. Can't stress white enough. He has announced that all conventional troops will be withdrawn from Afghanistan. Of course, symbolically, the last troop will leave the country on September 11 of this year. So <laughs> it's just, just, uh, that does raise that does raise my eyebrows. I mean, just like. <laughs> What? How symbolically doing this? And like, what is the symbolism here? I just. <laughs> uh, do you know what that says? This is this is the liberal version of mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Also, I have to ask a question. We're saying we're withdrawing all conventional troops, so we're just leaving the fuck ups. Basically, is that is that the idea? Well, well, uh, the 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 people they're leaving. I mean, you know, we say they're leaving, but of course they're not really leaving. Leaving because they're just going to rebrand think, everyone. Pretty much, it's, instead of like the the United States Marine Corps or whatever, they're going to be f- like from Blackwater or whatever Blackwater are calling themselves this week. But yeah, that is essentially a couple of days after um, the head of U.S. Central Command, which includes which is a large region including Afghanistan and the broader Middle East. Um, and a Marine Corps general, uh, Frank McKenzie, made remarks uh, during congressional testimony and also later in the U.S. Senate saying manned or unmanned aircraft can play a large role in maintaining the presence that could peer into and respond to threats inside Afghanistan. So the drones aren't leaving. We're just... <laughs> <laughs> the thing that inspires terror, like inspired terror, an entire in what two generations now of children. Yeah, by right now. Um, yeah. yeah, those are staying, but like fucking. <laughs> the th- you're missing the subtext. It's the thing we get to pay the military-industrial complex for is staying. The yeah. people we have to pay, like you know, benefits and veterans' affairs discharge and all that kind of stuff. Uh, no, we're pulling them back. And of course, it means that because the US is leaving, everybody else is leaving as well, because this is still, I think, nominally a NATO operation. But of course, like without the US network and like logistics systems, etc., nobody can stay. So we're just we're just walking out the door and declaring victory. Once again, you know, there is no victory. We've just lost again another forever war. Terrorism wasn't defeated. It's just diffuse and everywhere now instead of in one or two significant places on the plus side on the plus side right i do hear china is thinking about sending peacekeepers yeah they may do actually that's not a joke yeah yeah. that's really not a joke yeah i love Uh. love names like peacekeepers it really inspires like a sense of calm you know Yeah, so I looked up some of the latest statistics there are 240,000 direct deaths 
So that's people in Afghanistan who were either in enemy uniform or out, uh, terrorist or whatever you want to call them, or, you know, just general civilians that were counted by administrations as terrorists because it's easier. Uh, US mm. troops, UK troops, everybody put together is 240,000. But that number does not include deaths from secondary causes of war, such as disease, loss of access to food, water, infrastructure, or other indirect consequences. So... Probably the body count is somewhere north of 500,000. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love that. Like this whole other thing that war is basically for, which is basically to, to destroy infrastructure so that your so that your your nemesis can't function properly in order to put up a fight. Yeah. Uh, that, did you that not stuff... hear what Nate said on our episode? Do you know how many hospitals they repainted? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Didn't they literally drone strike a uh, a yes. Italian Red Cross hospital? Yeah, pretty sure they did. Mm. And and because you know, of course, this means that the UK is pulling out as well. Um, I'll read you the quote from Ben Wallace, the def- current Defence Secretary. As we draw down, oh, sorry, security... but fucking who? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. It's, it's oh. interesting that this time, like, defense doesn't really get a look in. Like, I mean, it's kind of traditional by now, but it's interesting you don't really know who this guy is. As we draw down, the security of our people ser- serving in Afghanistan remained a priority, and we have been clear that attacks on Allied troops as they withdraw will be met with a forceful response. So, like, don't kick us while we have one foot out the door. The British public and our armed forces communities, serving and veterans, will have Fuck lasting off. memories of our time in Afghanistan. I'm sure they will. <laughs> <laughs> lasting memories is the best, yes. the best fucking synonym for PTSD I've ever fucking heard. Yeah, in my life. it really, it really is missing it. If they like, whether they like it or not, at the end of that. It's, it's cut. It's spring breaking. Spring breaking Kabul is what it is. But you know. Oh Jesus, man. Don't don't yeah, sugarcoat oh. it or anything, you know. That is some that is some pro tier level wordsmithing going on right fucking now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Most importantly, we must remember those who paid the ultimate sacrifice who will never be forgotten. I'm reasonably sure that the broad British public has already entirely forgotten everybody who paid the ultimate sacrifice. And also maybe ask once again, what was that sacrifice for? What did you lose your life for in Hellmand, everybody? What did we do there? What did we accomplish? Why were we there? What was the reason we were there? It's a whole episode. Go listen to it. It's with Nate. It's good. Episode 63. But there is no reason. It's not true. It was imperialism. No good reason, David. Oh, good reason? All right. Okay. Never mind. (laughs) Yeah, well, no one said that on the job sheet when we started. (laughs) (laughs) The Taliban is, of course, uh, the real winners of this or whatever currently constitutes that which we call the Taliban because, of course, it's a diffuse alliance of people etc etc but they they've already said where they're pulling out of the talks out of the peace talks until september 12 so you know once the us is gone i don't think these guys are going to be very interested in in peace discussions because the current democratic government you know the thing that we helped get all those people to the poll for that was a really real election and not something we rigged because we needed a puppet um i have already lost control of i think somewhere between 60 and 40 percent of the the country and without the us and nato backing them up they are essentially completely toast so you know what 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 did we do why what do we learn palmer no i hear we've established it's pointless I'll tell you what we do. We do this all again in twenty years, uh, but you know, we just throw another dart at the at the fucking 
Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll just go somewhere else or go Atlas. to another. And we spent, or at least the US alone, by the way, I looked up the figures today, I thought, let's just see what, what the US alone spent. And it's, if you add everything into a great big pile, it's about 2 trillion US dollar money that I think we can all agree could not be spent better anywhere else. I wonder That's what you can. I wonder. Supporting. I wonder what two trillion dollars gets you in like hospitals or like, you know, unprivatizing healthcare. Uh, well, it not... depends, right? It depends. Is it a British hospital or an American hospital, right? And have you asked the American hospital to itemize their bill? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you see that thing that was on Twitter earlier this week of the the guy who was like posting about how great the American health system is? And there was like a bill for he broken his leg or something, and it was a bill for like thirty eight thousand US dollar. Mm-hmm. And in, then apparently they sent him like a, a second message saying, "Oh no, we sent you an incorrect bill, and it was eighty thousand US dollar or something." It's even better than that. It, he posted on Twitter. The hospital replied to him on Twitter, going, <laughs> "Oh, we'll be in touch." And then he came back and said, "Yeah, my bill's actually eighty grand." <laughs> I saw another great example of that. It was someone said, um, "I'm I was looking on." like the my healthcare provider's website to find out why my breathing apparatus uh request was denied and the website or the web page for the the relevant web page just had the word something written three times in the body of the text and that was it it's like okay what just something 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 (laughs) yes jesus christ (laughs) well i mean coming to a gp surgery near you yeah, very much so. Because do you remember, uh, it was, I think, last week or two weeks ago, uh, that there was a US uh, healthcare group that bought 50 GP practices in here in the UK? I love to, I love to buy GP practices, like a game of fucking Monopoly or some shit. Well, the, the group that bought the 50 GP uh, practices is a US insurance company, and their CEO is a woman called Samantha Jones, but she left her job. Anybody who wants to guess where Samantha Jones is working now? Is it Ooh. the House of Parliament? Close. I know the answer to this. She's working for Boris Johnson. Yes, she's now. An I was, was going to say. I was going to say Poundland. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, she spent every penny she had buying the GP surgeries. Clearly, so got to make income somewhere, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah, and specifically, her area of expertise uh, is "quote unquote" NHS transformation. Uh-huh. Oh, we're just we're just a euphemism driven <sighs> podcast. I mean, well, apart from Justified, of course. Um, That's is the, the name of the game. <laughs> so is she going to like oversee all the hospitals, like turning into robots or some shit? <laughs> one one can only hope so, because that maybe if we turn them all into transformers, they can fight off US capital. <laughs> oh my god! Private healthcare hospitals in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's going to strap rockets to them and have them like fight it out with uh, American hospitals in the middle of the Atlantic. I'd rather strap myself to a fucking rocket. Yeah, I, I wanted to do one more quick hit and then um, I'll, I'll read you uh, a bedtime story. I bang about on about it on, I think, pretty much every podcast we do these days, but I'm going to do it again because I do think it's incredibly important. Unite the Union has a new uh, big campaign out to end fire and rehire. They're going to start doing strikes and they're going to do actual action and solidarity because they there's new research out by the TUC that one in 10 workers in the UK has now been threatened with fire and rehire during the coronavirus pandemic. Jesus. 
So it's one in 10. So if you think they're not coming for your job and if you're listening, I hope you have a steady job with an actual contract and you're not zero hours in it. But, you know, yeah, I was going to say, they're, is... they're, not, they're not coming for my fucking job. <laughs> no, Jamie, they if they are... did come for your job, did you quit it before they got the chance? Yeah. <laughs> Can't fire or rehire me. <laughs> <laughs> Who's laughing now, smart guy? You can't rehire me. I'm already working. Wait, what? That's, that's not how it. That's not how that works. Uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, you can go to their website. They're just doing a simple thing for now, where you can. They have a form letter you can send to your MP if you think it does anything. I know, David, you think it doesn't, but it's certainly if you're in Unite, if you're in another union, see what your guys are doing. See how you can help out. You know, join a union if you haven't, because yes, I cannot stress this enough. They are fucking coming for your job too. Never mind which one you currently have. Try and join a good union while we're at it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I mean, try. Try your best. Sometimes you're limited. Um, yeah. Do do the form letter thing. It takes like fucking thirty seconds, so you might as well. It probably won't fucking work, but at least you can see you've done it. Ideally, do it while you, while you're on the job. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Maybe sending the individual email doesn't do anything, but pretty much any MP office will keep a tally of like how many of these form letters they get. And, you know, if they get 10, they'll toss them in the bin. If they get 500, that might be a different conversation. So this is a thing worth doing and it is a thing worth pursuing, even with this Tory government, because, you know, if nothing else, you and other people near you need to get ready to go on strike and take industrial action to protect what's yours. I ask again, what is to be done? <laughs> okay, oh. Rob, unleash this hell on us. What have you got? We've struggled through the fucking wasteland of reality right now. Give us sucker. Give us something which justifies this. Hey, um, well, what I'll first do, and, and Jamie, you, you can put this in the YouTube, is I'll show you a picture of the author because it's not complete if you don't have this picture. Oh, boy. Wow. That is a shot. That man looks like he's just got home from his job of like animating The Simpsons in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> is that a um, Brothers shot? So uh, hang on. Let me see. He's standing in front of a shelf full of Disney tat, little statues of Mickey Mouse and Snow White and the Seven Dwarves and that kind of thing. He's wearing a shirt which appears to be comprised entirely of American logo advertising. Is that correct? No, no, look closer. It's, oh, it's no, it's like Bambi and shit. Oh, yes, no, it... shit, it's Disney shirt. Oh, yeah. no. Yes, it is. So anyway, you've posted, you've posted a picture of this guy just moments before he gets eaten by dinosaurs while trying to smuggle embryos off the island. What's your point? <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, so this article, I think, has a little bit for everybody on this podcast. Uh, We've got some movie magic. We've got big treat boys. uh, There are theme parks, culture wars, and, of course, the selfishness that can only come from being hyper-individualized by capitalism and by being a massive prick. Um, This is an article... I don't like this. I don't like this. (laughs) This is an article from the Orlando Sentinel, because I read exciting things for this podcast. Um, Fucking hell. (laughs) And it's, I shall read you, it's it's called, I love... The Orlando, the Orlando Sentinel sounds like some fucking guy you've got to fight before you're allowed to poach gators. <laughs> it sounds like a fucking Dark Souls boss is what it sounds like to me, right? It's in a suit of armor made from, like, old car parts. 
<laughs> swinging a fucking like, do you know what I mean? Barbecue skewer around or something like that. Phase two, it whistles and the crocodiles come out the swamp towards you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is an entitled piece called "I Love Disney World, But Wokeness Is Ruining the Experience." Oh fuck! Oh no! no. <laughs> I saw this and I went, "No, nah, I'm not going to punish myself with that." <laughs> not when I've got Rob to punish me, apparently. <laughs> oh. You cannot escape the culture war, James. Nope. It's coming for you. So what? What, what, this what, is... what uh, are we get? What are we getting here? Is this this guy went to Disneyland and he saw some black people and now he's mad? Is that the gist uh, it's of pretty it? Close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> uh, it, can I? Can I just? Um, can I make a prediction? This guy is going to say something like, um, "He's uh, he's sad that Disney is." Deviating from like the the un- anti woke principles on which it was yep. founded. Yep, yep. I, yep, I yep, bet yep, he's. Yep. I bet he's sad. He was sad when they hired Gina Carano on the Mandalorian, but he was even more sad when they fired her. He looks. He looks like that kind of guy. Like. Uh, right. I was going to start reading now. <clears throat> My family and I have been loyal Disney customers for decades. We oh, vacation. Oh, strike one, motherfucker. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> We vacation at Disney World every year. Strike take- two. <laughs> I mean, I've got, I've, got, I've got to be honest. Strike three is that fucking shirt. I'm sorry. Congratulations, three strikes. You win a gulag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we take a Disney cruise every year or two. Oh god, that's even worse. Wait, a Disney Jesus. cruise? Yeah, yes. they have their own cruise liners. Oh, it is a special oh, kind of hell. Oh, okay. Oh, my Invol- God. I didn't, think, I didn't think when he went on a Disney cruise, it involved a boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> Consequently, we spent... I'm sorry, I've too- now just got this shit image of this guy driving down the street at a Disney resort <laughs> and stopping next to the mascots and going... Hey baby, you you available? <laughs> kind of thing. Just, oh wow. <laughs> Consequently, we spent way too much money in Orlando. Unfortunately, I am strongly rethinking our commitment to Disney and thus Orlando. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> it sounds like sounds like his star when Asian on one of his pages. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, Disney have also apparently had problematic associations with people who boycotted Israel, so it's it's not unexpected. (laughs) And Alistair, you were predicting earlier, the more Disney moves away from the values and vision of Walt Disney, the less Disney world moves to me. (laughs) Oh, dear. Oh. Oh, what Disney. can I say? These guys all have the same fucking script, right? Yes. But this one is particularly good. Um, Disney is forgetting that guest immersion is at the core of its business oh, model. Fucking guest immersion. Is his what? fantasy kingdom with like a six foot mouse wearing trousers not realistic <laughs> enough for him? Is that Does he not feel adequately immersed in that shit? <laughs> When I stand in Galaxy's Edge or Fantasyland, I know I am in a theme park, but through immersion and my willingness to set the real world aside, something magical happens. Yeah, the LSD <laughs> kicks in. This guy is too lame for LSD. Like, yeah. let's yeah, be fucking, fucking real hell. here. I can, I, can, I can imagine it would be one way to be immersed in the experience, though. <laughs> I bet he goes full Hunter S. Thompson if he has two coffees. 
<laughs> we were five miles outside Orlando when the melatonin kicked in. <laughs> no, I think this guy is very much against taking melatonin. Uh, <laughs> that spell is broken when the immersive experience is shattered by the real world. And boy, has Disney been breaking the immersion. <laughs> Why is there reality in my treats? We would like to know. Um, recently, Disney announced that cast members are now permitted to display tattoos, wear inclusive uniforms, and display inclusive haircuts. Disney did this all in the name of allowing cast members to express themselves, which is bad. Yeah, because he's never seen the fucking characters from the movies until he's gone to the fucking theme park, so he doesn't know what they look like. No, it's not. He's not referring to the the people. Right? Can I tell a little? Can I give a little bit of background on Disney? I've never been. I've never been to a Disneyland or anything similar. But even from from just from basic context, I could assume that it doesn't. They don't mean Mickey Mouse is allowed to have like yeah. tattoos and a mohawk. So for my <laughs> for my sins, once upon a time, I briefly dated someone who had worked for Disney, and so I know far more about Disneyland and Disney parks than I really want to. And I wish I could forget the knowledge, but like every other fucking uh, you know, abysmal. Lovecraftian abomination that Rob brings up. This one is seared in my mind. So, do you want a bit of background on Disney parks and how utterly fucked up they are? Oh, yeah, please. yeah, yeah. Go for okay. it. Okay. So, first things first. Cast members are anyone who can be seen by the public or has interactions with the public. If you work in the phone system, you're a cast member. If you're sweeping up the street, you're a cast member. If you are standing, like, you know, s- selling the food, you're a cast member because the whole thing is a performance, you see. That's what that is. It's what if you're in charge of? Uh, what if you're in charge of restocking the bought license plate? Uh, I mean, <laughs> let's be real. If you have to walk in front of the public at any time, you're a cast member. And here's where it starts to get like interesting. Um, cast members have very specific rules on how they're allowed to behave. Not how they're meant to behave, but how they're allowed to behave. And we have a three-strike system. And if you get struck out three times, even if it was unavoidable, you're out. Okay, and the list is insane. Number one, you have to be smiling at all times, including when you're doing stuff like you know sweeping up kids' vomit, especially (laughs) when you're doing stuff like sweeping up kids' vomit. Right? Love to psychotically grimace at at passers-by as I sweep up vomit. Number two, sounds sounds like my sounds like my dream job because I can't smile without looking like a murderer. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, you are not allowed to point. Who the fuck just laughed like Goofy? That was me, I'm getting in the spirit of things. Number two, you're not allowed to point at anything. You have to gesture with your whole hand, right? You you, you just aren't allowed to point. Oh, they've all graduated Santos. Number three, you're not allowed to stop to pick something up. You're not allowed to crouch down. Instead, there's a special Disney sweeping gesture you're meant to do to pick something off the ground in one fluid motion so what no one notices that there was litter there for you to pick up to begin with. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so um, when do, when do they when do they induct you like into the actual cut? When do you get the when do you get like no, seriously, the, like, the serial away, number? No, 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 like you joke, but straight away they actually have like there's this whole fucked up thing, particularly to do with Disneyland Florida. I think I hope I've got that right. It's Disney, Disneyland in Florida and Disney World in Paris, right? Disney World is in Florida. Disneyland is in California. Oh fuck it, whatever way around it is. Anyway, they um they they legitimately like they actually have nearby housing and for like you know yeah uh, cast members and all this kind of stuff. It really is like cult okay 
Um, they also have backstage areas to get around the park and stuff, and you're not allowed to be you're not allowed to in any way break any kind of character under any circumstances unless you're backstage. And when I say break character, I don't just mean the people dressed up as Jack Sparrow and all that shit. I mean the people who are like meant to psychotically smile at everything. Um, it's crazy. They also have machines that whenever it rains, immediately afterwards, they fucking drive along the street with these machines to suck up all the water so that people don't get rainy pictures of Disneyland. Um, they also do like, really weird psychological shit. Like, if you walk around Disneyland, you'll smell pizza, especially if you go near the food area. There's a smell of pizza everywhere. <laughs> Want to guess what the one food you, you absolutely can't buy in Disneyland is? Is it pizza? It's pizza. They pipe in the smells, so you're like, oh, that smells good, but then you can't quite get it, so you're more likely to buy more shit. They also, um, they have all these, like, activities you can do with your children on the park, like, get your child made up like a princess, and they've got special menus they show the kids that don't have any prices on them, and they intentionally show the kids the menu first, before showing the parent the copy that has the prices on it, to use the pressure of the children wanting to, you know, to go with the parents further. Um... They they literally have a psychology of colour in the park, where they paint things in a special shade called go-away green, which makes it blend into the background and causes people to not pay attention to it. And I could go on and on and on and on. This man's dream world that he wants to be immersed in is a fucking, you but, know, panopticon prison, but James, basically. James, <laughs> have, you, have you considered that the problem is I'm not traveling across the country and paying thousands of dollars to watch someone I do not know express themselves. I am there for the immersion and the fantasy, not the reality of a stranger's self-expression. I do not begrudge these people their individuality, and I wish them well in their personal lives, but I do not get to express my individuality at my place of business. Strangely enough, he wrote the exact same article about sex workers. It feels like... <laughs> <laughs> do you know... I'm pressing fucking X to doubt on this one, because looking at this picture of this guy with his fucking Disney brand shirt, I guarantee you he fucking expresses his, in massive yeah. fucking commas, individuality when he's at <laughs> work. He's going to be the guy who wears fucking goofy suspenders or something like that. I guarantee fucking it. <laughs> yeah. What what what's next? Is Disney going to end the rule barring on stage cell phone use by cast members as an infringement on self expression? Oh yeah, that, by the way, that's on stage means anywhere in the park that's visible to the public. Yeah. Backstage is anywhere that's not. More broadly, like, like many corporations, Disney has been politicizing its business. Full disclosure, <laughs> full disclosure, I am a Christian and a conservative Republican. So no! I know, no we would way. never have worked that Incidentally, his favorite out. movie is fucking Dumbo. <laughs> For some reason. No, I'm Song of the South. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> James, James. Um, <laughs> we're gonna please, no, no, please, no. No, I haven't. I haven't. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're a couple paragraphs away from it, but yes. Um, <laughs> oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Regardless, corporations have always made politically motivated decisions. Usually, it is out of a desire to make profit, but sometimes it is because of the values of the people in the corporation. Usually. Usually, my dude, you're so not you, you got to understand. He's she's told you he's a strongly valued conservative Christian, and Hobby Lobby has strong principles about not giving their staff birth control. That's got nothing yeah, to do with wanting to save money on paying for their health care. It's strong Christian values, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Walt Disney used his corporation to express his patriotism during World War II and his pro-capitalism beliefs afterwards. See, that's fine. <laughs> and also his um, Walt Disney's anti-union beliefs and his oh, tenants. Can, can yeah. I talk about that for a minute, actually? Uh, yeah, briefly. Okay, so Walt Disney was a fucking arsehole. A tremendous arsehole. Yes. And to no. understand... <laughs> To understand, no way. Cultural, to understand the <laughs> cultural legacy of Walt Disney, you just need to look for the fact that every time they do like a generic capitalist in a video game, right? Whether it is fucking Bioshock, whether it is um, Fallout, New Vegas, or anything like that, all the capitalists look like Walt Disney. The same style, the same haircut, the same mustache. is because he was a total bastard. And to give you just a little example of it, his animators got really fucking sick of his bullshit, and they unionized. And Walt Disney's response was to do as follows. He calls in the lead guy who'd been unionizing them and says, hey, can you bring me your cells, i.e. The, the, the cellular drawings he'd been doing for animation. And so the guy brings them in. And remember, they've just, they've just successfully unionized. Can I just add quickly? I just, I've just quickly Googled it and fucking absolute, like... Spitting image of uh, Mr. House out of Fallout New Vegas. Holy shit. Yeah, no, no seriously, on. that's what I mean, right? Um, so anyway, so he calls in this guy and says, can you bring me your cells? And the guy has just successfully unionized the workforce. And he is their representative as well as being like one of the lead animators. So he brings in his beautiful cells for a new Disney movie. And Walt Disney looks at them and admires them and says, well, very brilliant. And he, he compliments them on how technically excellent they are. But he smiles at him and rips them in part. And he says, you've got your fucking union but your work will never appear on screen again. Get the fuck out of my office. Yeah. That was Walt Disney. Yeah, great guy. Yeah. I mean, for now it's, it's getting, but now it's getting worse because the difference today is that the people who run Disney use social media to scream to the whole world that a decision has been made for political reasons. It's like, no, you don't. The reason they're making these decisions is because they know it plays well to the vast majority of their customers who aren't you, you fucking weirdo. Like, they can stand to lose two, two Neds um, if they gain, you know, five other customers and six kids because the parents think it's okay that Disney is, you know, semi-acceptable things because, I don't know, I think we talked about this on the podcast before, but essentially capitalism is completely fine with, with, with woke and gender identities and skin colors because it just means there's more products to make and shit well, to sell. Well, capitalism just subsumes anything and everything. I mean, it's got yeah. no problem to, like chewing up and spitting out the, uh, you know, the fucking, I hate, I hate even saying woke, because it just means whatever, you know, whoever's saying it wants it to mean. It but at the woke. same time, at the same time, perfectly happy to like work hand in glove with, you know, genocidal Nazis. So it's yeah, like, yeah. I mean, that's, right. you know, woke these days, to be crystal clear, woke these days is basically shorthand for commercialized counterculture. Yeah. They're happy to sell you the counterculture to express your discontent at the culture. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, it's it like it, it, it's like everybody does, you know, uh, posts about uh, Martin Luther King Day about how great he was, and we all hold hands now. But nobody fucking mentions that he was a socialist, and he says, you know, that kind of stuff always gets gets dropped off. So Disney doesn't give a fuck about this guy. Disney gives a fuck about a majority of, of the consumer base, but he's very angry. Um, Disney. Yeah, but it's the um, it's the the only way conservatives can like soothe themselves. Do you know what I mean? Is to pretend that like it's like all corporations exist to make money, and when they do things because it's going to increase the amount of money they make, that's good, and that's the free market at work. But when a corporation decides like 
actually yeah we're gonna we're gonna say that it's like cool if people aren't straight then that's like that's not the that can't be the majority view they can't be doing that to make money it's gonna it's gonna cost them money in the long run they're only doing it because like the liberal elites that run the company like personally want to corrupt america's youth or whatever yeah because it's too it's too painful it's too painful to admit that like you know most people just think you're a weird fucking knobhead it's it's not enough to be in power. They must also be loved. Yeah, I do like I do like how the like guys exactly like this are so um, obsessed that they will happily like loot their brains back around like a stack overflow into thinking that companies are behaving Marxistly by being woke, and therefore the yeah. way to defeat this is to is to take the power away. From the people who own the company, and to return it to the workers who, who won't make wage decisions. It's a it's a well established fact, like you said with Stack Overflow, that if your IQ rolls negative, it goes back round um, and becomes the highest it can possibly be. Real galaxy <laughs> I mean, brain shit. Yeah, but I mean, it's these type of people who have just completely internalized the message of you know. This guy is also the guy who screams at waiters like, "Have you never heard the phrase the customer is king?" It's like, oh, "No, yeah. you're the you're the broob." The customer is the rube. You you don't. Why didn't you this. tell me to have a nice day? Why did you say happy holidays? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but he has specific gripes and specific problems. Um, All right. Disney is in the Disney is <laughs> in the process of taking the woke scalpel to the Jungle Cruise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Oh, that's uh, a turn of phrase. This, this is uh, going to be a. Uh, this For those of you who don't know, it's essentially you sit in a boat, you get taken around a little raver, and there's like jungle scenes. You know, there's there's robotic I bet um, fucking elephants is. and that kind of stuff. Full disclosure, I went to the, the Disney park in Florida, and my family took me when I was four years old. It was a total waste of money. I was too young to actually like get any benefit from it. But even I remember at the, at the age of four being very confused by some of what I saw. Carry yeah. on, Rob. Um, because also like some of the older attractions like Jungle Cruise were built in like the fifties and sixties. And like, they just, you know, they reflect that time and that mentality. And it's not exactly a bad thing that some of that shit changes. Anyway, uh, an, an attraction or, or part of this Jungle Cruise called Trader Sam. Trader Sam is yeah. out because he might offend certain people. Every grown up in the room realizes that Trader <clears throat> Sam is not a representation of reality as meant as a silly character caricature uh-huh. it is no more based uh-huh. on racism uh-huh. does trader sam have a second name <laughs> um i'm just gonna mm-hmm. put a picture of him mm-hmm. in the chat shall i <laughs> from trader sam's enchanted uh... tiki bar uh, oh boy just... oh, okay uh, again yeah um we'll put the thing. pictures in the twitter thread but this is best described i think what what would you say? Like Amerindian? Is that sort of the I theme would, they're going I, I, I think that's best <laughs> described as racist. Yes, Honestly, I implore racist. you, I implore you, dear listener, to like, if you're driving, pull over. <laughs> if you're at work, stop working and just fucking Google Trader Sam. Google Trader Sam uh, Jungle Cruise. You'll get it straight holy away. Shit. It's incredibly racist. He's, uh, he's carrying um, shrunken, severed heads in one hand and from his yeah. belt. He's got a umbrella in his left hand open and is wearing a, what is that, is a stovetop hat or something equivalent to it? Yeah. Anyway, um, whilst also, uh, yeah, just, you need to it's, you need to look it up. It's breathtakingly racist. It is no, <clears throat> but uh, it is no more based in racism than every Disney character of an out-of-touch white American dad. 
So, me. <laughs> I just got to say, I say I, we're, we're done. We've got to stop and wrap up there. I'm yeah, being racist it... to him this whole time. Nice How many paragraphs is it taken? How many paragraphs is it taken now for him to just like fully and openly tell on himself? Yeah. I mean, what? it took his first fucking sentence, but only if you're familiar with Disney freaks. <laughs> yeah. The next Can time I just say I... on that record, by the way, by, by the way, I mentioned I dated someone who worked at Disney. It was for like two weeks, okay? And um, just coincidentally, wouldn't you know, wouldn't you know, they were, uh, they were post-grad in history, right? Do you want to guess mm. what their subject of focus was in history and how I found out about it? Because this is a belter. Tell me it was something about fucking... The, the the East India Company or something fucking tragically bad. Oh, no. No, no, no. They were really into World War II history. Can you guess oh. which side they were particularly into? Oh. Oh. And she did, she did comment about how Hitler had such intense eyes and they were very visible. <laughs> oh. was, she, was she the same person that did that tweet about which Nazis you'd bang? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't fucking know, but yeah, that was oh. a very, very short-lived kind of uh, no, thing that was. I was there. That was a, a, a Labour candidate who was also a member of the Holocaust Trust. Yes. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so, uh, and she was, she too didn't just work at Disney, she was quite fond of Disney, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't imagine the, why. Yep. The next time I ride the Jungle Cruise, I will not be thinking about the gloriously entertaining puns of the skippers. I will be thinking about Disney's political agenda. That's a mood killer. <laughs> I love to go around a theme park. Is he, is he, is he going to fuck <clears throat> someone on this boat? <laughs> Only like, Trader it's a Sam mood can killer. get me hard on this boat ride. Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck, man? <laughs> oh, fuck. It's just... <laughs> just getting on a roller coaster and just having like, the sourest fucking face in the... Uh... Like on ride photograph at the end, but like to me, the, the, p- p- apart from this guy it just being fucking hilarious, uh, the, this guy. I mean, it's just Disney is the reason I can't get a semi anymore. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> he would benefit from taking a little blue pill, but he can't help but take the red pill. <laughs> But oh, this guy, I mean, this guy is the is the subject of late capitalism. You know, completely atomized, completely individualized, completely told his entire life that he is the center of the world and his desires through the market can and must be satiated. And every you know, the customer is king, and every whim he has must be obeyed. And everything that intrudes on that is also an intrusion on his enjoyment of the market as it exists. I mean, it's really it's quite something. Anyway, um, we were talking about uh, the Song of the South, I think. Um, did- <laughs> there was a mention, yes. Uh, were Disney- we, though? I thought we were talking about how much this guy's dick doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough, it's related. <laughs> Disney Disney proclaims that Splash Mountain must change because of its association with Song of the South. Disney owns Splash Mountain, so I can do what it wants. But if Disney screams at the top of its corporate voice, which is pretty loud, that it is changing it to appease a certain political point of view, now every time I look at the ride, all I think about is politics. Is this guy on Twitter? Because I am gonna. The second we get done here, and possibly even before we get done here, I'm gonna go on Twitter and bully the fuck out of this nerd. <laughs> 
just picturing like Jamie sitting the keyboard whistling zippity doo die zippity day as he's going in on them. Uh, for the for those of you listening who don't know what Song of the South is, it's an earlier. It's, uh, it's racism. It's isn't it? <laughs> it's incredibly it is racist. Pure it's like a, like a feature length version of the old Kiora adverts. It is, a, it's, it, is be, it is equivalent of Colombian raw, uncut racism, is the best yeah. way to describe it. Birth of a Nation, the anime. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, damn, yes. <laughs> the same with Pirates of the Caribbean. Disney has made significant changes to Pirates of the Caribbean over the years. Whether Disney caved to political pressure or really thought the alterations were necessary is irrelevant. Did I'm, I, I have no idea, like, but I'm going to guess that the main changes to Pirates of the Caribbean were after someone made a film based on it. They made it more <laughs> like the film. Well, th- that, but like, again, Pirates of the Caribbean, like some of these other rides he's talking about, like Jungle Cruise, like they were part of the original rides, so like the 1950s. And once so again, I know reflected- what this is about. Uh, this is the sad thing. I actually know this. Do you want to know what it is that they removed from the Pirates of the Caribbean ride? I'm hearing something knowing this. Oh, no, no, like- <laughs> no, that's the Splash Mountain changes, right? You've got to keep up. We're on to another topic. No, it's um, it's a bunch of pirates carrying away women. Yes, right. Like there in 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 some of the some of the I, I won't go into details describing it um because I don't want to you know upset anyone but uh yeah, it, yeah. it's strongly implied that those pirates have certain interests on those women that they are harassing. Yeah. Yes. I wonder why this guy liked the ride so much. <laughs> uh, pirates used to be one of my favorite attractions. My family. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> is this is this guy like completely unaware of specialist porn? Is that his issue? <laughs> you know what I mean? He's just going to Disneyland. No, it's, no, un- no. it's unchristian to like go on OnlyFans. So I genuinely just, think that if this guy did Rule Thirty Four Disney, he's just he wandering around I- Disneyland with a fucking stonk on. Well, this thing, I think if he did Rule Thirty Four Disney, he'd genuinely be horrified. I think he's that kind of fucked up, to be honest about it. It's just oh, that yeah, thing. Yeah. He's, he's like, absolutely geez. in it for the purity. Jesus, Wait, through the same way as dads pastor. who take their daughters to balls are in it for the purity ring. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, Jesus speaking through your your local pastor tells you that it's like it's it's shady if you like wank. Do you know what I mean? Or oh, you shouldn't do that. Like, like you know, you know what I mean. And so in, instead, you go to Disneyland and you just get like a, a fucking semi on looking at the racism or whatever. Just, and just, it's just, like that's. I don't see that there's a, like, do you know what I mean? It's, you, you should just fucking, you should just man up and go on the internet, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just, just so you can yell basically at your, That is your fucking rallying cry if ever there was one, Jamie. <laughs> just man up and go on the internet. Just, <laughs> I mean, just wait until we find out that woke culture has cancelled a, a magical castle in San Francisco. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Pirates used right, to be I, one so of he's really mad at the changes they're making to Neon Genesis Reef and Stallion. So, <laughs> uh, oh, that was quite good. How long were you sitting on that one, David? That was excellent. Since we said the anime. <laughs> <laughs> Pirates used to be one of my favourite attractions. My family would always ride it first on our first day at the Magic Kingdom. Now, we do not even ride it every trip. <gasps> Not every trip. Most trips, but not everyone. Yeah, you know, that's... 
when my <laughs> when my you family know, do you ro- know what, like conservatives just <laughs> conservatives are just like fucking oh they 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 they're just constantly fucking furiously trying to rationalize the fact that they're just bored do you know what i mean it's like oh we've done the same thing every year for looking at his photo, presumably like 108 years or something like that, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so like, up. and now it's it's getting a bit, it's wearing a bit thin, and that clearly must be the fault of the war. <laughs> it's kind of it's the, it's the kind of one who goes out like you know the, 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 it's time for Christmas dinner, and um, there's a choice of different things they could have, but they're like, no, you will have turkey and you will like it, even though no one present actually likes turkey. It, that's that's very much a conservative kind of mindset. Yeah, but they've all convinced themselves also that Turkey is amazing and that it's part of the American tradition and may therefore yeah. never change. That that you are supposed to eat this leathery piece of shit and enjoy it because that's what you know your your racist plantation owner granddad did. Patriotic miserableism. Um, Enough about the UK. We're on to Disneyland now. <laughs> We're on to another magical kingdom full of strange figures, <laughs> occult racism, and. <laughs> A cast of characters who aren't allowed to show their true faces in public. Yeah, yeah. it's uh... and it's all done to appeal to children. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> when my family rides pirates now, each of the changed scenes. Takes a... <laughs> Sorry, oh my god! <laughs> Could you please read that sentence again, Rob? Yeah, my when family, my... the pirate jockeys. When... <laughs> 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 oh, when when my just like sat on, sat on like fucking sat on Blackbeard's back with a fishing rod with a doubloon hanging from the end of it, just holding it out in front of him so he runs faster. It's not fair. Mine's got a peg leg. I'm at a disadvantage. Oh. Yeah, well, yeah. You think they dress as parrots for doing that? <laughs> it's like Matt Ford who got banned from Pirates of the Caribbean after he tried to shag the parrots. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. I wish I could use that callback. I'm yeah. sorry we can't. Uh, when my family oh, rides... We? Yeah, I think we can. Um, yeah, we left, fam- we left all the Matt Ford Shags puppet stuff in the episode, like. Yeah, we got <laughs> Oh, ne- never mind, then. Okay. Matt Ford, pi- pirate jockey. Sure, let's go. <laughs> when I can't even read the sentence anymore. <laughs> all right, I'm going to try again. When my Rob family- came here to break us tonight. <laughs> He's instead broke himself. Yeah, well, should know fucking better, shouldn't he? <laughs> when, when, when my family Take a words, <laughs> Take a minute. So when my family watches Justified. <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, when my family rides pirates now. <laughs> <each of> the- <laughs> <laughs> Each of the changed scenes takes us out of the illusion because they remind us of reality and the politics that forced the changes. The changes. The changes. I hate when the changes prevent me from riding the pirates. Yeah, they've gone through the pirate menopause. (laughs) 
guy sounds like he's gone from living a normal life to being in They Live. <laughs> there, comes a, there comes a time in any young treat boy's life where his dad has to sit him down and talk about the changes. Oh. Disney, Disney World is going to lose us as customers if it continues down this path. I do not want to have Disney World taken away from us because Disney cares more about politics than it Oh my god, just like, I don't want to have Disney taken away from us. Mate, do you want a ticket or not? Like, right, no, that that the is absolutely... Booth. No, we shouldn't laugh at that, we shouldn't laugh at that. This is a very traumatic memory from when the kids get taken away from <laughs> It's also like you're a 50-year-old man or something. Jesus Christ, just go somewhere else. Just There's a whole world out there. Florida's or hate. go to Disney. Just go to Disney and don't care. Just be like, oh, right, well, you know, hi, Mickey. Hi, Minnie. How you doing, my best friends? Like, do do the shit you're going to do and just don't worry about it. Oh, Disney's, Disney's new no-riding-the-pirates rule is making it very difficult for me to support them as a customer. <laughs> But you can look, you, you but you can't touch. <laughs> but you guys fail to see the, the bigger point and why this treat boy specifically is so important to why he's the center of the universe. This should matter to the people of Orlando because if Disney drives away customers like me, Orlando loses money. I can take my tourist dollars elsewhere. I would rather keep spending them in Orlando, but people like me feel more and more excluded by Disney's decisions. I mean, do, do, do they need tourist dollars to feed the Sentinel? Is that, is that the concern here? <laughs> well, it's also like just this, this, this superb narcissism of you specifically don't just need tourist dollars, you need my tourist dollars. And those of, you know, the seven other insane Christian conservative treat boys who have built their entire personality around Disney movies. This is a uh, spoiler alert as well. Like his money doesn't go to fucking Orlando; it goes to the fucking shareholders. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's also like there's a there's a implicit narcissism in this, which is not being said, but is very much inferred from everything he's just said. Which is in his world, the dollars of them uppity others don't count as well as his dollars. Yes, like that. That's the way this kind of works for him. It doesn't cross his mind that a dollar is a dollar. There's got to be a hierarchy in it, and his listen, his people, listen. His if a vote's only worth three fifths, so must a dollar be. <laughs> <laughs> and changing okay. this, changing this, is part of what's ruined the magic of Disney for him, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. be real. The the parks are less fun because immersion and thus the joy is taking a back seat to politics. I've just got to say, I feel like this guy goes to like YouTube videos of like the civil rights marches and where like police were firing water cannons on um, protesters and saying, oh, I was born in the wrong generation, wistfully. <laughs> Probably. Now, now, if only that, that National Guard at Kent State was wearing pirate uniforms, then I could come. <laughs> um, and oh. I will leave you with this. Um, Disney, please return to the values and vision of Disney, Ford. please return my calls. <laughs> <laughs> Disney, they've please. turned the mascots against us. <laughs> I showed you my tourist dollars. Please respond. <laughs> Disney, please return to the values and visions of Walt. 
the customer experience. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like the no, there's a man sentence. who there's a man who knew how to ride a pirate. The start of that <laughs> sentence was strong, but the midpoint of that sentence is fucking fantastic. Yeah. Oh. The customer experience should be the core of your business model. Note that what he means to say is my experience should be the core mm-hmm, of the mm-hmm, business model. Mm-hmm. Immersion should not be sacrificed on the altar of political correctness and appeasing the Twitter mob. Immersion in what? Oh, this motherfucker, <laughs> do you know what I mean? The Twitter mob. Uh, did he get mobbed on Twitter for this? I hope he fucking did. I don't know. That's a very good question. That does imply that he's familiar with what Twitter is, so he probably has an account. Well, I mean, if for sure, because <sighs> this article is free to read at first, and they put it behind the paywall later, so he must have gotten some. He preemptively about. wrote this article on the basis that this podcast episode would exist, and Jamie would find out about his existence. At the bottom, <laughs> does it say by Brendan Orlando? Like, I'd like to believe, David, that this is a guy who's been made up for us to get mad at, but my experiences, which I've outlined on this fucking episode, tell me that no, he is tragically real and knowable. Look, and everything's going to be fine so long as nobody leaves the compound. Oh, right. Okay. Shall we move off um, that? Unhinged article. And <laughs> we'll do some comment or commentary. Yeah, look oh, at some no, other unhinged articles. Out. You didn't fucking tell me it was comment or commentary tonight. I feel. I yeah, feel... we didn't leave any gas in the tank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see how long that lasts. Starmer needs to be bold, just as Biden has been in the USA, but he also needs to get elected first. It, 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 <laughs> it is not going to be easy, however. I'm seeing a flaw in this plan. <laughs> <laughs> It is not going to be easy, however. I suspect Johnson's behaviour has started to make it a little easier as his jolly, bumbling, matey mask slips further and further to reveal the cold, calculating, but not overly competent bully beneath. Comment or commentary? Commentary. Starmer needs to be bold, right? Like like Biden is in the US, but I suspect he needs to grow wings and like fly around the city of London spitting fire at pedestrians first. <laughs> So it's I'm just as with, fucking likely. So I'm going to go with comment, and I have a rationale for this. All oh, right, yeah, we're because, playing that game, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we're supposedly we are. I don't know. For every day we drift further and further from the light of what the hell this is meant to be. Mm. Um, David, I think it's comment. I think the reason it's comment is it's describing what Biden's doing as bold. And I don't think they want to characterise Biden as doing good things when he's doing things which are vaguely more to the left than you would expect. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think this is like I think this is a person looking abroad rather than a commentary. I think commentary. I think a commentary yeah. as well because this is this is every single fucking bird-brained uh, tweet ever tweeted by a columnist. I think it's it's commentary, and I think it it sounds incredibly the Guardian. Half right, it was a comment. In the Guardian. Yeah. I am learning from my mistakes, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Okay. And yet here we are. Yeah, <laughs> I said I'm learning from my mistakes. You're teaching me as we talk. <laughs> Boris Johnson once cited his favourite movie scene as the multiple retribution killings at the end of The Godfather. 
but it's a line from the film's sequel that best explains the events that have led to the row between the Prime Minister and his advisor Dominic Cummings. That's oh, I hate this. I fucking street. hate this already. Just, <laughs> do you know what I mean? We're like fucking. Wait, 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 this is commentary. Let me quote it. Never hate your enemies. It affects your judgment. Comment or commentary. It's commentary. Doing that thing the commentary does where they they go like, oh, like someone once mentioned this like like tenuous link to this like fucking property, but actually it's like this other thing that I want to talk about that I've seen and think is cool. (laughs) Yeah, like justify. Wait, oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, are we all happy with commentary on that? At yeah, least we're honest that. about it. <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah, we're not. We're saying, like, you know what I mean? We like justified. We're not saying, like, you know, writing in a fucking national newspaper going, well, yeah, like, don't, like, fucking, do you know what I mean? Like, like say Donald Trump's just had a bunch of people machine gunned at his, like, golf course or something. You go, yeah, Donald Trump once, like, appeared in Home Alone too, but, like, actually, you should take a lesson from, like, and then just fucking some <laughs> other, like, obscure reference that they think makes them from sound Song clever. of the South. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that was commentary. That was Katie Balls in The Guardian again. I just I had to get that there because it's it's like peak fucking centrist movie shit. But it was just too good not to fucking. Uh, add one in. of the one of the tools to spot libs is essentially they want to they want to inject culture, and their culture is like cinema essentially, or occasionally pop culture TV. Whereas when the conservatives want to inject culture, they want to do like really like either old fucking you know. Uh, Mrs. Brown boys, except for the ancient era kind of stuff, or they want to do the classics and quote, I don't know, fucking Tacitus or something like that. Now, now I'm starting to imagine a, a Mrs. Brown boys theme park. Oh, nope, no, nope, moving on, moving on. Don't will that one into not, fucking. Do you not think there's? A, do you not think there's a rich vein of comedy patter to be mined from Mrs. Fucking Brown's fucking boy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not. I don't fucking come on your podcast and act like a total arse who's had a really stressful... Labour can admit that Blair made a fortune working for assorted hideous regimes, but he never lobbied the British government for profit as Cameron did. And yes, Labour brought various commercial figures into Whitehall, but they did not work for private companies at the same time. Comment, I love to. I love to read like a pop up book of politics, and like, <laughs> just... I think I think this is like John Rentoul <laughs> or something. Do you know, like some fucking like diehard Labour fuckwit, like some proper new Labour asshole. Yeah, I don't know whether it's comment or commentary. I genuinely don't. It could be either. It just depends on the venue. Mm. I mean, that is the game. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna be optimistic and say comment here. I'm gonna okay. say comment because I don't think I've said comment in a while. <laughs> okay, okay. That was commentaria. It oh. was Jonathan Friedland in the Guardian. Ah. <laughs> oh yes. Oh, what a waste, man. Fucking oh, hell. Fantastic. Big special boy, Jonathan Friedland. Well done. Okay. We are living in a very scary age. When you have to think carefully about not just what you say, but how you say it, wokeism is very oh. similar to its bedfellow, fascism. The woke brigade only needs one more thing in their attire, and that is jackboots. Comment or commentary? Is this is this Orlando's special boy? <laughs> <laughs>
Or is it that that guy writing in the comments of the Orlando Sentinel? We just oh. can't tell. <laughs> yeah, this is a comment for sure. This is a manifesto kneeled to the gates at Disney. This is Rob Little. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a manifesto posted on 8chan. This is... This is... This is um, Fuck's sake, that's extremely cursed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think we can leave that one in, actually. But yeah, we can, yes. <laughs> Holy God. Comment. Commentary at, why not? Commentary at. That was a comment in the Daily Mail. Last one. Bravery and courage are underrated virtues in the 21st century. They exist only as buzzwords on the front of glossy magazines or in Instagram posts by people who've been successfully sober for a few months. Or on military honours. Sorry. But as real, lived virtues, as principles that might guide human behaviour, they've been virtually pathologised. Risk-taking men are now likely to be diagnosed with... Is this about Prince Philip? (laughs) Is it about Prince Risk-taking men... Risk-taking men are now likely to be diagnosed with toxic masculinity. Red tape strangles the heroic instinct. Even the emergency services hold back from dire situations, like the Manchester Arena bombing, for example, until a risk assessment has been conducted. Comment or commentary You were close, Jamie. He's talked about risk-taking men. It's not about Prince Philip, it's about Prince Andrew. He served his country. I don't see what the problem is. (laughs) Well, you see, he's uh, he's starting a new business <laughs> with a guy who was fired from yeah. Adnov. From uh, where was he from fired Kutz, from? From Kutz, the, the the bank to the queen for being sexually unpleasant. I think is the the phrase for it that can make it into the edit. <laughs> this was reported what? in the papers, so we can say these things. Yeah, he was he was he was fired for sexual harassment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're Did starting he have to go on the register. Together. I'm not sure, but he's definitely, they got... Um... Should we speculate about whether or not he's on the register? <laughs> no. <laughs> what you should speculate on is whether or not that was comment or commentary. <laughs> I don't even know what you what you read out, so I'm going to say commentary. <laughs> Something about Prince Andrew, I think. <laughs> it, it wasn't Commentary. Is it is it a commentary by uh, Johnny Mercer? Mm. Was it from this this year? Was it from this <laughs> yes. decade, in fact? Because yes. given that it's talking about the Manchester Arena bombing, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Someone's had that chip on their shoulder for a long while. <laughs> well, yeah, it was commentary. It was Brendan O'Neill and Spike. Yeah, <laughs> there he is. There he is. Another <sighs> big special is. boy. It's like coming home. <laughs> well, well, I think that'll do us for one week. I think that'll do us. <laughs> Do you reckon? <laughs> I fucking do. I really fucking do. How about we, we, we end the pain of the editor and actually close the episode off? How about that? And then yeah. we can talk about it. But think, we're having so we'll... much fun, I don't want to leave. <laughs> yeah, let's just keep going. Just stay on the call. I just want to end the fucking recording, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's leave before the lights come on, eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Right, um, yeah, so <laughs> thanks for listening. You can find yeah. us on Twitter at PraxisCast. 
go to the t-shirt store at teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash praxis cast and we will catch you all next week bye 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 Have we stopped? Have we stopped?